What is up, everybody? Welcome to uh, Talking the Word. I am Pastor Josh. And I am Pastor Matt. This is uh, Talking the Word, and uh, we're kind of taking things a whole different spin with the podcast and kind of a whole new direction in a way um, from what we usually do. Usually we're taking, you know, topics or parts of scripture, breaking it down for it. But, you know, we're kind of, um, you know, stepping away for a bit and kind of taking a whole new spin with the current circumstances that we are facing in today's world and society. We are kind of breaking those down for and kind of, you know, from a Christian perspective and, you know, how Christian plays an avid role in society and the world and how we are a major part and a major contributor in the fact of these things actually happening um, and kind of where we play a part and how as us as Christians can make a difference to prevent these in the future. Um and so forth. So that's like kind of what we're going to jump into here. Sure. We're jump into that. Absolutely. And so, so this is kind of so based on what we talked about last week. So last week we talked about all these riots and protests sure. and all these people breaking in buildings and burning buildings down and stealing stuff from right. banks and everything else. Yeah. All because of some man that was that was killed unjustifiably. Which I'm not saying how he died was right. No, it's wrong. I I I think the cop. Mm-hmm. I, I think this and I believe this and I think yes there are bad cops in the system there are mm-hmm. some cops that do abuse their their rights that do abuse their authority power to an extent thinking that they are above the law when no one's above the law not even the cops not even the president nobody is no. um, when you commit a crime it's a crime it, you know it's just you're not above it that guy's not above it the way he did it I don't know you know um because they're saying that it came out, something about that there might have been a counterfeit bill or something that was passed. It, it turned out, actually, what happened was, um, and the report was that uh, George Floyd, whose death was very tragic and was certainly um, unwarranted, um, he was a victim of police brutality and police abuse. There's no doubt about it. And those four officers, the one officer that, that committed the act and the three officers that just stood by and didn't do anything, um, they were, they're, they're all, they're all culpable and they're all responsible and uh, they're going to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But, but that does not discount the fact that George Floyd had tried to pass a counterfeit bill. Uh, He had a criminal record. He did have um, uh, an arrest record. Uh, It wasn't very pleasant. It wasn't uh, really talked about or or hasn't been really uh, reported in, in, in mentioned in the media, but, but still though, uh, you know, he was more the, the toxicology report said that he was high on methamphetamine and fentanyl. So, you're, you, you know, there's a lot of different stories to this. But no matter how you slice this, this cake, Pastor Josh, what happened to George Floyd was wrong. It was yeah. unconscionable, unconscionable. And it, it and I and I, I'm opposed to that. I think it's terrible what happened. I, I think so too. And I, I don't have any problem with people uh, speaking out against uh, the injustice and against Same. the brutality. Any time that something happens like that, I think I think it's important. But as Christians, as Christians, um, you know, I think I think what you're what you're what we're going to be discussing today. How does a Christian act? How does a Christian conduct his or herself in the midst of when there's civil unrest? When there's um, when there is, uh, you know. 
chaos, uh, when there's uh, destructive behavior, when there is, is civil tension, when there is yep. problems in our society. Our nation is is like a boiling pot in a cauldron right now. Oh, Things are boiling over. And I know that that the media uh, they 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 like to foment a lot of this. They like to drum up a lot of negative things. And instead of just doing their job, uh, they don't report a lot mm-hmm. of things. Um, and as Christians, we're in a situation now. I think where we're 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 seeing all this go on. And how do Christians respond? Well, I want to first first say this: as a Christian, we're in this country, and we are we are to be law-abiding citizens. Yep. And I, I pulled a scripture from Romans chapter thirteen. I'm going to read yeah. verses one to four. So just bear with me. But Paul writes this to the, you know, you understand Paul was writing to the Roman church, the church in Rome at that time. And if you, if you studied it out, and I'm not going to give everybody a theology lesson here, but the Roman government was very oppressive at times. You see how they were and how they treated Jews. And you see how they treated, uh, you know, the, um, the Jewish people. Um, that's why in Jesus's day, when Jesus walked on the earth, a lot of the disciples uh, followed him. Uh, because they thought he was a revolutionary. They thought he was uh, going to start an uprising. That's why Judas Iscariot followed him at first, because he wanted to to align himself with Jesus, because he thought that Jesus of Nazareth was going to overthrow the Roman government. Simon, the zealot, who was also a uh, disciple, also was the same way. So you see where Jesus was asked some questions, uh, one was, was you know, uh, is it lawful to give money or pay tribute to Caesar? And they were asking him, should we, should we give tribute to Caesar? Should we pay taxes? And Jesus said, you render under Caesar what is, what is Caesar's and under the Lord what is the Lord's. And then after, yes. after he rose again and had appeared unto his disciples for 40 days, and he's ready to ascend back to the right hand of the Father in Acts chapter 1. His disciples said, Lord, will you now restore the kingdom back to Israel? They're saying, Lord, you've risen from the dead. You've conquered death. Are you, gonna, are you now going to go overthrow Rome? Are you going to give the kingdom back to, back to the Jews? And Jesus said, no, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has put in his own power. Jesus said, no, that's not what I came to do. I came to destroy the works of darkness. I came to destroy the kingdom of Satan. I came to destroy uh, uh, our enemy, Satan, and pay the penalty for sin. That's what he did. And and now we see Paul writing here to the church. This is New Testament church that he's writing to. This is New Testament believers in Rome that are living and dealing with the same persecution, uh, the same, uh, I, I guess you could say, the same kind of ostracizing that Paul had. Um, You know, you can see what Paul, you know, Paul went through and what Paul endured. But this is what Paul writes in Romans 13, verses 1 to 4. He says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers, or that means people in in authority, are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. 
for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. It says there in the scriptures there very, very clearly, um, therefore you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes. For they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. And Paul is saying there, if you're if you're in a, a society, you're subject to the authority. So what does he say to Timothy in another passage of scripture? He says, you pray for those that are in authority, kings and rulers and those in authority. So as Christians, we are to we are to be um, we are to be obedient and subject to the powers. Now there's a fine line there, Josh, Pastor Josh, that you gotta understand that that anything that goes against the law of God. For example, um, you know, the early church was told they couldn't preach in the name of Jesus. They were told that. And the apostle Peter said, we ought to obey God rather than man. The church and the Christian believers in this day and age we're living in, with all this civil unrest, everything that's going on, you see what's taking place. The one thing Christians need to do is pray, we need to conduct ourselves in a godly manner. We need to go to work, do our jobs, treat our neighbors as, you know, treat our neighbors with kindness and respect. Yes, and you know what? We need to pray for, for our nation and we need to help others. Now, I don't see anywhere in the scripture where it says a Christian is supposed to be going out and rioting, looting, destroying property, damaging neighborhoods, blowing things up. You don't do that. Nope. Uh, you can peacefully voice your opinion and peacefully protest. I've stood on the I stood on the courthouse square right here in Lebanon, Indiana, and I've held a banner or a sign uh, representing the uh, Boone County right to life that said it's a child, not a choice. That's my right as a citizen and as it an is. American taxpayer under the Constitution <laughs> that I can I can I can voice and express my opinion. I can demonstrate and I can organize, and I can march, and I can protest and speak out against what I think is injustice or what I think is wrong. I think it's an injustice to take the life of an innocent child. I think I, it's, so I think it's an injustice uh, to 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 treat the life of the unborn that way. And and so a lot of people now are saying, uh, as Christian believers, you know, uh, you know, what should we do? Well, I tell you this much: the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to become uh, evil or you don't want to become belligerent. The Bible says the harsh word stirs up anger, but a soft answer will turn away wrath. I think as Christians, Josh, we need to we need to do exactly what the Apostle Paul said. We just need to live our lives, pray, uh, you know, and, and walk yep. in love and walk in unity. Which we do, and I, I think that to be really, really true. You know, we need that right now more than yeah. ever. And and with everything going on and yeah. and with people, you know, getting violent, hateful, yeah. a lot of that has to revert back to, and and I know it's going to offend a lot of people, but I'm going to say, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of this violence we're seeing from these rioters and stuff, one, it reverts back to the home the parents for not disciplining and disciplining their kids right and teach them the you know the respect for law mm -hmm. enforcement regardless mm -hmm. and a lot of it also and then there's a portion that falls back on the christians in the church for not mm -hmm. staying up yep. up us for christ and not you know mm -hmm. being the examples like we're supposed to and a lot of it falls back on churches for not yes. teaching the word properly mm -hmm. 
for the full context in which it was written. Um, you know, we tend yeah. to stray away and get off on these on these yeah. falsified teachings that you know that that you know that don't you need to come close. Yeah. And and you know, with a lot of with a lot of the you know, regret the parents, you know, a lot of parents, oh, we can't spank our kid, we can't ground mm-hmm. our kid, you know, we're not gonna do that, we're not gonna do that. Well what are you raising? You're raising a kid Mm-hmm. And this mentality mm-hmm. that feels like one, he deserves everything, mm-hmm. and two, I don't have that respect for anyone, and which is totally wrong because sure. you got to respect for your elders, your Amen. officials, your leaders, and everything, mm-hmm. and you do. And I'm gonna, and I, I kind of want to take it this way, mm-hmm. and that is talk about this, and it's gonna, sure. we're gonna probably lose viewers, and I don't really care, but I, this is the truth. My biggest thing is, is with all this, is you got everyone going around. Holding up signs and, and screaming and yelling, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. My biggest problem with that, and here's my problem with that, is it's just when did we come to a point in society where only Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. And see, this is the sad part is if it would have been a Mexican that would have died that way, yeah. an Asian, an Arab, a white man, you would hear nothing about it. It would have been like, oh, it's whatever. But for some reason, the only race that means anything now is is blacks. So I'm not trying to offend people. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to sit there and say, I'm, I'm racist. No, I'm no. not. I love all races. I love everybody. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends is black. I mean, you know, I have a friend that's yeah. a Mexican. I, I, you know, it's yeah. it's it's what it is. My thing is, is it's not it's not just about your skin color. Mm-hmm. It's not just about Black Lives Matter, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, it's not mm-hmm. that. What it falls down in mm-hmm. place with is the fact that. All lives matter because remember this: when Jesus went to that cross and died, he didn't die for the whites. He didn't die for the Asians, the Mexicans, the Arabs, the Jews. He did not die for the blacks. He died for everybody, every single person. And he was the very first person to go to the Gentiles and actually share the gospel, actually be a witness of Christ to them, Jesus Himself. And that was at the well. Because Jews and Gentiles didn't get along. Jesus went the extra mile. Mm -hmm. And see, when Jesus died, what does it say in John 13? For God so loved the world. It doesn't say for God so loved the blacks, the whites, whatever. He didn't didn't specify right He said the world. That's right. That's why he gave his only son so all may have eternal life. And that's the whole point Mm -hmm. of it. So it's Mm -hmm. not – so. We should not be standing out there with a sign that says Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, what happened to George Floyd was wrong. Yes, he had criminal background. Yes, there was some criminality behind it. But the cop excessively used yes. force where yes. he should have. You got okay. I've worked. I've worked in the security industry for a lot of years. You know, I'm, I've learned the extents of how when to use force, when not to use yeah. force. You know, the, that officer. He, he did not understand the concept of uh, when to use force, not to use force. And he used force excessively. He took his force a little bit before. you got to know that yeah. balance. you got to have that balance. That's true. Okay, and so I don't know what happened prior to George Floyd on the ground because the only video you see is George Floyd on the ground with the dude sitting on his neck. Yeah. You don't see what happened. Yes, if George Floyd was resisting arrest in Kyle Trouble, mm-hmm. I get that. Okay, yeah, okay, you use a little extra force. I get that, but there's still no reason to hold your knee on a guy's neck no. and toss him to, because no. it is proven, it is true, that by doing that, there's certain parts of the back you have your knee on, or even the neck, can cause a person to stop breathing, and and by doing that, that at that yes. point doesn't become, you know, yeah. um, where you're trying to save society, help society, mm-hmm. 
and bring this man to justice. At yeah. that point, that puts it more in the fact, especially, you know, that officer heard the words, I can't breathe. And what, 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 as an officer, what are you supposed to do when you hear the words, I can't breathe? To, you stop, you call for medical personnel yes. because yeah. they have their right. And that's the right you have to give them automatically. That was a violation <laughs> of his Miranda rights. It was a violation yep. of his civil rights, his Fourth Amendment rights. And so, uh, you know, that, I understand that. I do. And, you know, I, and the thing is, 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 is to go along with what you said, um, I've got people on social media that are and, and I refuse to be to be guilted yep. or to be, you know, to be shamed into thinking that because I don't feel this way. I'm a pastor and I'm a Christian. Yep. And um, before I'm an American, I'm a, I'm a child of God. Amen. And I'm, I'm a child of God, and I'm a, and I'm a follower of Christ, Jesus Christ. If you study His life, if anybody would take the time to really look at Jesus's life and ministry on this earth, He touched a leper, which in those days when Jesus walked on the earth, lepers, uh, when they walked into a village, into a town square, into any place. Uh, they had to cry out, unclean, unclean, so everybody could scatter and get away. You talk about social distancing. Lepers knew all about social distancing because when they walked into any place, people scattered quickly and got out. That's why they had leper colonies. That's why they had leper camps, because they moved them all to this place where the lepers were, because you couldn't get around them, because leprosy was so contagious. Jesus came upon a leper, and he touched it. He just didn't talk to him. He reached out and touched the man and yeah, leprosy. Did. You didn't do that in Jesus' day. No. And 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 um and and so he touched a leper and cleansed him. Um a a woman that came and knelt at the feet of Jesus and washed his feet with her tears and dried her, dried his feet with her hair. She was she was looked down upon and she was she was uh, treated rather harshly by the host that welcomed Jesus into his house. And and because this woman was sinful, uh, the woman caught in the act of adultery, uh, she by law should have been stoned to death. Yep. But Jesus said, he that is without sin, you can throw the first stone at her. The woman at the well in Samaria, when, when you know, Samaria, she went out to the well in the middle of the day, in the heat of the day, because nobody would be there. Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus broke a lot of cultural barriers and Jesus crossed cultural lines. Yeah. And, and you said, well, you know, he was the king of the Jews, but he loved Gentiles. He loved all people. And the thing is, is that a Syrophoenician woman came to Jesus and, and prayed for and sought Jesus to heal her daughter. Yep. Uh, a Roman centurion came to Jesus and said, my servant is, is, is homesick. And Jesus said, I'll go and pray for him. I'll go and minister to him. And he said, no, Lord, just speak the word. And, and Jesus acknowledged that that Roman centurion had more faith than anybody in Israel. And, oh, yeah. and, and, and so, you know, Jesus would tell us in John chapter 13 and verse 34 and 35, a new commandment that I give unto you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you. By this will all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. But Jesus goes on and he says, the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, your soul, your strength, your mind. The second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, when he made that statement, he was asked, who is my neighbor? And he tells the story of the Good Samaritan. 
that that found a man that had been beaten and robbed and left for dead. Two, quote, unquote, spiritual religious men <clears throat> walked past him yep. and didn't even pay him any attention. Nope. But a Samaritan, and, and Jesus, when he tells the story and the parable, he specifically said, and then a Samaritan happened upon the man. And when he said Samaritan, I guarantee you, everybody was like, where's he going with this? Jesus knew the thoughts and the intentions and the mindset of the culture that oh, he, he lived did. in. And so when he said your neighbor is that Samaritan, he, he cared for a man that was left bleeding and dying on, on the road. Well, Josh, as Christians, our job is to love others. I just read, I just heard on uh, on CBN uh, where uh, where uh, the police chief, uh, church leaders in North Carolina and certain towns in North Carolina, they went out to the protesters that were out there uh, that were peacefully protesting in North Carolina that were, you know, and you know what they did? The, the police chief and the police officers, they actually met them right there at the protest. And you want to talk about a sign. These people, these law enforcement people, public officials, pastors, church leaders, wash the feet. They washed the feet mm -hmm. of these of these of these protests, the people that were leading the protest. And what they were saying was. We understand what you're doing, and we understand where you're coming from, and we empathize with, with what's happened. But we're all God's children. Yeah. You know, um, I think we I think we lose it sometimes that, yeah. that we don't we don't we don't realize sometimes that 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 this is not just a, a situation that's affecting us in 2020. Dr. Tony Evans said the answer is not sociology, it's theology. He said, basically, to, to, to quote Dr. Evans, who's one of my favorite pastors, an African-American pastor that I yeah, love. He's yeah. phenomenal. He said, racism isn't a bad habit. It isn't a mistake. It is a sin. And, and because here's the thing. Whenever we, we start to look at somebody in a negative way and we judge them by their, by their skin color or we judge them by... Uh, their social economic condition. We are committing a sin. We're no better than we're no better than the Pharisees that looked down on the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. We're no better than the than the than the uh, the man that that welcomed Jesus into his home and saw the woman weeping at his feet and and condemned her. I think that the thing that we have to do as Christians and what we're called to do. First John chapter four, verse seven and eight says, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that does not love does not know God because God is love. Our job, I think, in this in this current climate and culture, Josh, is we got to pray. We have to pray. We have to we have to let our light shine. And you know what? We also have to take action to say, you know, I, I and I and I've said this. Uh, even on my own social media pages and postings that, that, you know what, in this humble pastor's opinion, and I'm not Dr. Tony Evans, I'm not Dr. David Jeremiah. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not some fancy well-known pastor. I'm just a simple preacher from the Midwest in a town in Indiana. That's, and I'm doing the best I can, but I have, I have performed funerals for Hispanic 
for for white, black, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the elderly, for the young. Um, you know, I've done funerals for people of all races and all backgrounds. I even did a funeral for for a uh, you know for for a woman that had that that had uh, was in a same sex relationship and had a partner. Did I did I speak evil of that woman? Did I speak evil? No, I walked up to her. I walked up to the lady and and I said, "I'm so sorry." I said, "I'm I'm praying for you and for your family." You know what was my job? Was my job to 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 throw stones at this woman? No, my job was to love it. I've got I've got I have. Um, you know, I, I shared this Sunday night and I shared a Sunday morning um, before we went to prayer and worship that I, I ran into a friend of mine here in town, wonderful man, and he's African-American. He's married to a white woman and he has a blended family. He's got he said, I've got Hispanic, white, black in my family. We're a melting pot. And he said, you know, Matt, if you cut your you cut yourself and you cut me, we both get cut. We're both going to bleed red blood. Yeah. And he said he said. He said, I think it's terrible what's happened. He said, and I, I don't like I don't like racism. I don't like rac- racial injustice. And I don't like police brutality. He said, and that needs to change. He said, but it's not going to change when you when you tear everything down, blow everything up, and destroy and destroy places plus and neighborhoods. Plus it's not even going to change by it's not by what they're talking about now. Let's dismantle the police departments and we'll have this all solved problem. It's like no. You guys, well, idiots. well, 99% of law enforcement are, are good people. Oh, yeah. Nine nine out of 10 police officers and law enforcement officers are just like you and me and just like every other oh, people. Yeah. You know what? They're, they're, they're black, they're white, they're Hispanic, they're Asian, they're of whatever ethnicity. And, and, and they come in all different different types, men, women, uh, you know, all, all different all different backgrounds and lots in life. And these men and women put their lives on the line. In my hometown of St. Louis, uh, where I grew up, you know, a a a a retired police captain yep. was shot and killed. He was African American, and I've seen the officers—black men, black women, Latino, white—they've all been shot and killed because people are acting violently. That's not going to improve anything. And as Christians, our as Christians, our job is to pray God stop that violence and yep. rebuke that. So. And see, if they want to act not violently. They're not just targeting white people mm-hmm. and cops. They're targeting their black communities, their black yeah. people, Hispanics, yeah. the Chinese, you name yeah. it. They're targeting everyone. They're looting. They're destroying businesses. Yeah. They don't care what color skin you are. See, they're saying it's about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. That's what they're saying. But when you watch the television, you watch yeah. the news, and you watch what they're doing, it's not about what lives matter. Mm-hmm. It's about, I don't care about life. I don't mm-hmm. care about George Floyd and what happened to him. I'm just going to loot, steal, and rob and get whatever I can because I'm going to use his name yeah. for my selfish gain. And yeah. that's a wrong mentality. Yeah. There was seriously a problem that happened. And and he died in, in a way that a man shouldn't die in a wrongful way. And mm-hmm. instead of standing up and saying, hey, we're not going to stand for this. Mm-hmm. Instead of standing up and saying, hey, sin happened. There was a wrong thing that happened. But instead of going to that officer, mm-hmm. showing that officer a little bit of Jesus's love, mm-hmm. let him know that even though he done wrong, you still love him anyway. Mm-hmm. And and by going to your official saying, hey, you know, let's come up with a system so we can detect 
better not to dismantle our police system, but detect when there's a bad cop mm-hmm. in the air. Yeah. And so we can try to weed them out. And let's 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 you know, there's ways of handling situations mm-hmm. and the way they handle this is wrong because they're not exemplifying anything of love and they're and you know you got the you got the dumb media yeah. Like singing in all of them who are just like, it's a peaceful protest. And it's like, no, it's not because it starts out peaceful. They didn't go starting. I was watching the news last week and I was I was on CNN. Okay, just because I wanted to hear what they had to say. And they were showing pictures of yeah. buildings burning, lit on fire, and people mm-hmm. breaking the buildings saying it's a peaceful protest. And I said, how have this is the sad part is that as society we have gotten so off course mm-hmm. and so far away from God that mm-hmm. even violence is right in man's eyes. And mm-hmm. that is sad. It's because we have decided let's pull God out of every mm-hmm. aspect of our lives, put mm-hmm. man's laws in place and say, Hey, we're gonna play this whole selfish game mm-hmm. of the whole That's what right. I like to call the evolutionary theory mm-hmm. of, of 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 sin nature and that whole evolutionary theory of sin nature mm-hmm. is what you do is right in your eyes. So everything mm-hmm. you do is, you know, one culture is wrong, but, you know, if you, you may go burn and rob buildings in America, and it may be right in America, mm-hmm. but in Canada it's wrong. You know, it's all mm-hmm. that whole, yeah. and it's wrong. I, I got that. So far away. You, here's the thing before we close. I know we're running out of time here, but you know what? As Christians, I got a post from a friend of mine back home in St. Louis. I posted it on my own, too. It says, believe it or not, it's okay to be all three of these. First of all, outraged by George Floyd's death. You can be outraged. It's okay to do that. Secondly, it's okay to support good police officers and law enforcement. And thirdly, it's okay to say, I don't condone looting and rioting. I don't condone violence. You can be, it's okay to be all three of those. And that's where I'm at. That's where Pastor Matt falls into that category. Yeah. And I can also add it's okay to, to pray and, and, and pray for, for, for reconciliation, for God to work and to move in our communities. And it's okay to, to, to let your light shine and be, and be an example. The most important yeah. thing we can do, Josh, as Christians, is we can just be godly and try to stand up for what's right. And hopefully things will turn around in the future.